0: Yo, what's good? It's your boy South 3706. This is Ave. We don't do nothing. We just kick it. This week it's just me, myself, and Marcus. El uh, Chop is out. AC's out. Uh, he's probably celebrating the Jaguars' first win in 20-game. 20 20-game 20 losing streak that broke today out there in London. So, shout-out to Urban Meyer for being the most winningest coach in Jaguars history in London. Uh, has a 100% win right out there, so shout-out to Duval County. Uh, my Falcons didn't play this week, so I couldn't be disappointed. So there's that. Uh, Marcus, what's good?
1: Poverty franchise, the Jaguars are 20 games in a row. You lose it's embarrassing. Like, they're, they're obviously a better team for some reason in London, so I think that win was you know pretty obvious. But if I was the owner of the Jaguars, I'd probably leave uh, Urban Meyer over there. Like, he's not making a flight back. Like, what's the point? What are we doing? Why is he still the coach?
0: Yeah, they played the most games in NFL in London. And I watched a uh, good portion of that game. I like to check out the Jags here and there uh, just because I like Trevor Lawrence. But, yeah, Urban Myers, he made some terrible decisions. It was like they were – it was like fourth and three. Instead of kicking a field goal to be up six points, they go for it and they don't get it, then it, it just a lot of bad decision-making on his part. Like he, he definitely could have easily got left in London, but –
1: I have no idea what he's good at, like, right now as we stand. Like, I don't think he's that good at drafting. Their game plan doesn't seem that great. Like, why, why are you here? The only thing that he's done of any note is embarrass himself and his family in public at his own restaurant.
0: Yeah, I, I feel like he wanted to lose this game just so they could have more <laughs> reasons to get rid of him. And then he's like, damn, he messed around and one. So he's like, oh, but I got to do another week. So, but, you know, it is what it is. Uh, Another team that looked a lot better this week and got a W uh, were the Las Vegas Raiders, who I saw play last week. They look like trash. Uh, I just went to see Justin Fields play uh, because apparently I'm a Justin Fields fan. I'm a Chicago Bears fan. I hate the Falcons, all that stuff. So, you know, that's how I get down. But after John Gruden's emails were exposed, we talked about that last week, uh, he, he resigned. I'm not sure what the details of the resignation are, but. It's crazy that throughout all of this, the main reason this came to the light was because they were investigating the Washington football team. And that has not been spoken about enough. Uh, according to the Associated Press News.com, the NFL has found no other current teams or league personnel who so have sent emails containing racist, homophobic, or misogynistic language. Similar to messages written by John Gruden that led to his resignation last week. Cap. <laughs> if you had to bet <laughs> so much, Cap, any amount of money out there, listeners, like, again, you can't piss on me and tell me it's raining. Like, there's no way, no way in a league that essentially blackballed Colin Kaepernick, a league that would not release their emails in discovery in the Colin Kaepernick case. A league that is ran by a bunch of old, rich, for the most part, white men that clearly do not like any type of progress. Jerry Jones is an owner in this league. <laughs> you cannot tell me that there was not another single problematic email. There now, was you... two hundred fifty thousand emails, and <laughs> me was, o- was the only one. The only one that said something that was off color. Not mine. Uh, see,
1: it. okay. Now, if you'd have told me, like, all right, the NFL did some investigating, and for this entire season, for the for the first for the last five weeks, we've gone through everybody's emails, and we have not found anything racist, misogynistic, heterophobic, or whatever in their emails within the last five to six weeks, I might believe that. You're telling me over the last ten years, you haven't found anything questionable, over over a decade. Of all, like, Rex Ryan was in the league for a time. Like, you know, he ain't said nothing crazy. I know Rex Ryan got some wild thoughts. So, like, I I don't know if I'm buying that. Like, you you can't tell me that John Gruden was the one racist in the NFL and you guys just happen to weed him out just like that. Like, come on, guys. You got to be better than that. The NFL is a joke, like. The NFL is investigating the NFL, and for some reason, the NFL has found itself not guilty of racism, or sexism, or homophobia. Like, big surprise.
0: Yes, shout out to shout out to that man. Like, you know, hashtag end racism. Hashtag it takes all of us. Looks like these trendy slogans in the end zone have uh, cured racism in the league. Crazy, crazy how that. I'm work. tired
1: of the NFL investigating stuff. Like, and I. I I know, like, people feel like the NFL needs to step in and do something because that's what they've been doing. But they all they do is just fuck it up and get in the way. And they just make things worse. Like, even, I don't want to talk about this, but the Sean Watson case that they were investigating, they went back and talked to some of the women that were involved in it and some of the, the, uh, the victims and the accusers. And the victims and the accusers felt like they were being accused of something. Like, they did something wrong. Like, the NFL was so, like, blatantly picking a side there to where it was just like what are you doing why are you here you guys are not qualified to discuss this or handle this like I would I honestly in in a perfect world I feel like the NFL should just step aside from all that personal punishment uh whatever if your player gets caught doing something wild off the field and if they don't go to jail then they can show up to work on Monday like just let the legal system handle it because you guys are not Handling it, handling it any better than what the legal system is doing, and you felt like you could come in here and do a better job than them, and you're not doing a better job. You're doing a worse job. So just sit this one out.
0: Yeah, uh, shout out to Chan who's in the chat. Her Texans got packed up today, but um, trash
1: yeah. poverty franchise. Another one. Texans suck.
0: Yeah, AFC South is a dumpster fire. Um, yeah, one game out though.
1: One came out of first place
0: there there we go uh yeah it's it's one of those things where it's like, hey man i I hope that there is some journalistic integrity. I hope there's more leaks. I hope there's whistleblowers. but I mean, really, if we want to look at it at a different angle, I don't think the league and the consumers because we know who their base is. Well, I guess that wouldn't matter, but I don't think the league from a PR standpoint could handle if there were 30 other owners or or coaches talking like this, because this essentially not destroys the league, but it makes the league very uncomfortable for a uh, for it for a league that is majority African-American majority minority, right? (sighs) And that's going to be the conversation every week. Like, hey, did you see what your coach said? Hey, did you see what your coach said? Like, that that kind of would start like an insurrection inside of the NFL because it's like, yo, man, like, I get we're professionals, we're rich, but at the end of the day, like, these guys are grown men. And I, I can't, for the most part, I don't believe these guys with a straight face can look at a guy every day who does not care about them outside of their athletic prowess. Like, hey, on the field, when you're making sacks or catching passes or breaking tackles, where family. is all about team, all about sacrifice. But as soon as you take up that jersey, you're a monkey or you have big lips, you're uneducated or you're from the hood or you're ghetto or all those, those, you know, the, the common tropes and common narratives put on, you know, African-Americans or as uh, John Gruden hit every uh, point of the, uh, the spectrum. If you're Queens. gay, if you're a woman, if you want to protest for your rights not to be killed by the police Pretty much, if you're not a white male minding your business, then, you know, yeah. That so man did
1: a clean sweep of offending everybody. Like, I've never seen anybody, like, offend so many people in
0: such a short span
1: of time. Like, that was incredible. That was like Steph Curry-ish.
0: Uh, he he went uh, he went Wilt Chamberlain um, <laughs> on the offense. 100 points. Per, perfect well, it, score. So.
1: Even, even with that, like, I know you're saying it's hard to play for... A play uh, like a coach like that that thinks that way, but I think it's that. I feel like it might be a little bit different in the pros because, at the end of the day, you're still you're getting paid. You're a professional. You want to go out there and, and show what you can do, and you still want to go out there and win a game. I mean, like say what you will, but players didn't have a problem playing with Michael Vick. Uh, players didn't have a problem playing with Riley Cooper for a while. Like he was, he stayed in the league for a few years after his incident. Player, I, I feel like players are able to. Cart- car I can't even say that, like, put that to the side, you know, I don't know why I can't say that word, but take that stuff and put it to the side and just do do their job, because it is their job at the end of the day, and, you know, they could probably, you know, come up with a good game plan and still not fuck with the coach, you know what I'm saying, they don't, they're, they're not paid to like the coach, I'm sure he's not the only coach that they felt a certain way about, uh, it, it's different in the uh, in the NFL, like, if this was in the NBA, like, John Gruden doesn't, make it to practice the next day like he's fired before he even comes to work in the nfl it's a little bit different because there's so many players so many different types of players all that other stuff but yeah i mean i i feel like especially as black people we've all worked for worked with people that we're just like yeah like i i know what kind of person you are I know the type of values and beliefs you have but i'm still gonna come here and do my job like if like imagine if every time you worked for a racist person you had to quit like, how many times would you have quit your job over the last, like, 20 years, I guess? You know, you're going to be always trying to find a new job.
0: Yes, but with the whole emphasis of, you know, the, I don't want to say the Black Lives Matter movement, but the, the whole emphasis on uh, the racial reckoning, the new racial reckoning version 2.0 that we're having in this country, it makes it that much more difficult in my opinion for these guys to look these guys in the faces because like these conversations had to have been had Well, had damn, I can't talk either. These conversations have been had in locker rooms or with, with owners and, and, and coaches and players. And I can't imagine they were honest. Right. So I was like, all right, cool. I know you're, you're feeding me bullshit, but now I, I see it in print. Like, this is how you truly feel about us or me or people that, you know, are in my minority group. I just think it makes that much more difficult just from the media standpoint because they're going to be asked questions about this. It's going to become a locker room distraction across 32 locker rooms. It's
1: PR-wise, it's it's a disaster. Like, it's a nightmare. But uh, I think if it's just mostly a lot of outside noise, like a lot of teams tend to rally around that kind of stuff when the outside world is saying, like, oh, your team is – Uh, splitting apart all your coaches' races, whatever, whatever, that kind of brings the players, not the coaches, but the players, it tends to kind of bring them closer together and be like, hey, we're going to rally around each other. You know, we don't care what the coach says. We don't care what the outside people say. We're going to do what we came to do, and we're going to play well. We're going to play at a high level, and and maybe we'll go on some sort of run. I feel like that's what happened with the – I'm not saying it happens often, but I feel like that happened with the Giants. Like, they just hated Tom Coughlin so much. They were just like, you know what, we're going to go out there – and prove that we can do this in spite of him type deal and i mean yeah obviously you know he he john gruden had to go but i, I feel like if he didn't get fired if he didn't resign like do you think players are going to just walk out and not show up to work like maybe but i, I doubt it because nfl is different different animal over there
0: okay then why does he not have a job though he resigned he resign though?
1: It, it bothers me that and honestly, him resigning bothers me because these coaches demand so much out of these players. like they want you to do all these things. You know, you can't you can't work out unless it's with the team. you can't play basketball during the offseason Like There's a lot of restrictions you have on yourself. and these coaches demand so much out of you. They want you to learn their new system, learn their new plays, their you know, dietitians, nutrition. Uh, risking concussion, paralysis, bro- busted knees, uh, broken hands, fingers, all this stuff they're asking so much of you, and they demand that you be mentally and physically tough. But when something like this happens to the coach, what does he do? I'm out. He doesn't even – like, do you think he faced his team after that? you think he went up and talked to every guy and was like, hey, guys, that I, I, I fucked up. He's got a gay player in his locker room. You think he talked to that guy? He's got a lot of black players on his team. You think he talked to any of them? He's got – I'm sure there's uh, female coaches or female employees that work for the Las Vegas Raiders. Do you think he talked to them? No, he just took the cowardly way out and just sent out a you know a, a iPhone notes screen cap and put it on his Instagram stories and was like, "All right, I'm just gonna stay home. I already got. I've made hundreds of millions of dollars. Like I don't need to come here and show my face." He didn't talk to the media. Like if you're a player, you can't like Andrew Luck retired and they put his business out like when he wasn't ready for it. And what did he do? He faced the media right after that. He faced the team. Like he like these players will go out there and deal with this stuff. They just can't be like, all right, I am walking away. I quit. I resign. I'm just gonna leave. I'm not gonna hold, I'm not gonna take any accountability. I'm not gonna do anything like that. I'm just gonna disappear. I'm not gonna take any questions or nothing. Like, how how does how is he able to do that? It's it's he should have to face the the fans. the 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 Las Vegas fans, he should have to face the media, he should have to face his team and coaching staff and everybody that was offended by that. Everybody that read those emails, he should have to face them. And he didn't. And that's not that's not right. That doesn't sit right with me.
0: Well the the reason he could do that is his white privilege. That's kinda Kind of what that boils down to, like well,
1: he's also the only racist person in the NFL for over the last nine years. So yeah, the they, they, they years, rooted so. it
0: out. It's we got him cool. out. We
1: got him, guys. He's done. Racism is over. He was the one keeping Kaepernick out of the league by himself.
0: Yeah, that it's uh, you know, NFL is doing a a bang up a bang up job, but uh, you know, and we're speaking about the reasons that he was, you know, essentially forced to resign um, due to the controversy of the things he said. And there was a lot of arguing back and forth on Twitter, not even arguing, just like a narrative that was put out and regarding like, Hey, you know, he made the the comments about the Morris Smith's lips and his intelligence and there's no problem. But as soon as the homo- homophobia came out, then that's when he was removed. And this directly ties into Dave Chappelle's the Closer. So last week when I spoke about it, I had not seen it yet. Um, so I didn't really have an opinion. I just saw that there was a lot of back and forth. Like there were there were a lot of black people that were like kind of riding hard for Dave Chappelle, like you know going essentially against like people that want to you know quit or boycott Dave Chappelle due to his his, his comments. But um, I watched the I watched the comedy special and I I thought it was pretty good. Like, I, I thought it was I thought it was legit. Um, I think that a lot of the people that were mad did not watch the entire thing. That that's the only way that I could legitimize anybody being upset. Like, if you cut it off. Oh, well, look, it's uh, shot to the jazz. Um, yeah. But I think I think if you don't watch the entire thing, it's an entirety or you, you kind of like he pointed out, don't really listen to what he's saying like without already forming an opinion in your head, then yeah, you're probably going to be managed probably kind of controversial. Like I looked up a couple of stories and I was trying to specifically look up stories written by black people. Um, so this first one from New York times is from a white dude talking about day and canceling. just likes to talk about it. Forbes Forbes said, uh, "Dave Chappelle, the closer, paints a sad portrait of a declining comedian." What? <laughs> I I I was, I mean it, I, I, did, I, I didn't see the client. So hold on, let's go to uh, NPR. They're pretty progressive conservative. They're yeah, they're not all the way, but they're a little left leaning. But he says Dave Chappelle punchlines are dares. His new special closer goes too far, and uh. The undefeated says Dave Chappelle refuses to evolve. The legendary comedian's back with a new set the closer and largely the same bag of tricks. So it, it looks like across the board people are pretty upset at this stand-up. And I Man. Yeah, man. Well, I, I, I
1: can't, I'm, I'm on this. I watched the this, this special and like it was fine. And, and maybe I need to watch it again.
0: Yeah, I watched it twice.
1: Yeah, it wasn't, like, anything... It wasn't prime Dave Chappelle. Like, this is kind of Dave Chappelle on the decline somewhat. And, like, for me, it was just, like, we're still doing the, the, the trans jokes? Like, this is the third special in a row you've done this. Like, how many times are we going to talk about this? Like, is there anything else you have to say, or is this all you're going to talk about? That was... I think that was my only issue, and it wasn't like an issue to where I'm like, "Oh, I'm never gonna, you know, watch a Chappelle special again." But for his next special, like if he does another one and he comes out again for like the fourth or fifth time, Well,
0: well this is you gotta rewatch it because he specifically said at the end, "I'm done with these jokes. I'm not yeah, doing them no anymore."
1: You can say that he said that, but like the way things are going now, things are things are changing. Like the world is changing. When he did that special, that was—I don't know when he recorded that—but the backlash to that is new. So for him, it might be a thing where he's like, "Okay, well now they're saying like I can't do this," or you know, it's like more of a, a a spiteful thing where it's like, "Oh, they're telling me I shouldn't do it." Well, maybe I will do it. Maybe I'll just stick my head in it more type of deal. Where it's just like, "Oh, well, you can't talk, you can't make trans jokes." Well, guess what? I'm gonna make all the trans jokes, and I feel like that's what this special was even though the previous specials were the same thing. Like like I said, it, it wasn't terrible. Um, it wasn't great. But, like, I, I just kind of – I'm looking at the people that kind of are backing Chappelle and the stuff that he was saying. Like, when it comes to certain things that happen in public and certain people get on Twitter and they're just like, yeah, I stand with Dave Chappelle and his right to say these things. I'm just like, wait, whoa, hang on a second. What, you, you, you're backing him on this? Uh, I don't know if I wanna, you know, stand next to you on this one specifically. Like there's certain people that say things like no matter what. You know, like if Candace Owens walks outside and is like, Hey man, what color's the sky? And I'm like, Oh, the sky's blue and she's like, Yeah, I think it's blue too. I'm like, you know what? I'm not sure. Let me look at it again. Yeah, maybe maybe my eye maybe I need to get my eyes checked. Like, I'm not agreeing with her on a lot of things. Ted Cruz, uh what's that guy? And one dude. Ah uh uh Travis something. Travis Clay. Yeah, Clay Travis. Or even the other guy, Tucker Carlson. Like, there's just certain people that if they're, you know, standing by you and agreeing with you, it's going to question what I think about you and what I think about myself. And maybe that's the problem with America where it's like, we feel like we have to take a side. But, yeah, there's just certain people that if they agree with you, I'm kind of like, I don't know about that one.
0: I, and i didn't see that i didn't see the i didn't see the people i didn't see the whole people supporting him like with the whole kyrie irving thing where there are people supporting him that are cle- clearly using him as like kind of a token you know well, a, that's a that's spot. what
1: i got from it like there's a lot there's a lot of people that like the 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 word or the acronym he used at the end of the special the uh, turf or whatever like there's a lot of homophobic and transphobic people that use that type, and I had never heard that word before or that acronym. I didn't know what that meant. But then I, you know, get on Twitter and kind of do a little bit more research, and I see the type of people that go around saying these things and saying like, "Hey, I believe in this." And to see Dave Chappelle say the same thing, I'm kind of like, "Whoa!" Like, I don't know about that. Like, I'm not sure if that's because, because when, when, like you said, when Dave Chappelle says it, it gives other people the right to be like, "Hey." This guy said it, so I so now I'm right because this guy said it. I can stand with him, I can up, I can uh put him on the pedestal and be like, well, Dave Chappelle said it, so I can say it. Charles Barkley said it, so I can say it.
0: My my problem with that way of thinking is that people that do that lack context. It goes both ways. It goes the, exactly. the same way where people have the rage, the outrage where they're canceling Dave Chappelle without watching it it plays the same way too with other people didn't watch the whole thing to get the context of it. Yeah, I'm yeah. pretty sure if let's say Ted Cruz was, you know, championing Dave Chappelle, he clearly didn't watch the part where he said that my problem is not with the LGBTQ community. It's with white people. So that, that tells me 100% he did not watch the special to his yeah, yeah. You know what I'm saying? It, so that, that's why it, both sides, you have to have context. Like you can say that Dave Chappelle said it and that's why you're, you're running it back and you're supporting it. But the difference is Dave Chappelle can thoroughly explain his beliefs. You can't. You're just getting off a tweet. You're just trying to uh, you're, you're trying to pretty much uh, value signal like uh, is that the right word? Is it virtue signal? Virtue signal, I guess, one of the two? you're trying to say, hey, well, he said this, but this is what I really feel. So now I have somebody I can put in front of me as kind of a shield. but really, you're just telling on yourself because if you got the context of what he's trying to say, you know, it might have come off a way, but yes, Chan said in the comments people like to be outraged. King Quest said they've also has trans Yep. So yeah, and, and that's the thing. That, like King Quest said well, they also was some trans that... woman open for him and his comedy. I don't want to spoil it, but th- and I was like, Yeah, I mean
1: there was some questionable stuff about that, that information. Like the I guess her sister got on Twitter and was like, yeah, don't don't believe everything that was said on that special when it comes uh when when speaking about her. But I, I know for me with especially with comedians and comedy specials especially like dave chappelle like i'm not going into this thing looking to be offended like if you're going to if you're going into a dave chappelle comedy special looking to be offended you're going to be offended whether you're white black gay straight male female anything like that's that is what dave chappelle does like have you not seen any of his movies did you not watch chappelle's show like, that's he's going a lot to offend
0: people. Didn't watch the show.
1: Yeah, it, 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 he's going to offend people. That's what he does. But you, I, I, maybe I'm talking out of both sides of my mouth, but you cannot go into a Chappelle show uh, comedy special and be offended on one specific group's behalf and not the other ones because he offends everybody. Like, if you go back, I'm sure if I go back and watch it again. I can find things to be offended by as a black man. And I'm sure white, obviously white people can find things to be offended by. Women can find things to be offended by. Everybody can find something to be offended by. That is what he has done. My thing is, is like, can, are we going to move on? Are we going to evolve? Are we going to move past talking about kind of the same things over and over again? And, and, and not even really in like a more intelligent way. Like it just didn't it didn't feel like Dave Chappellian. Like it didn't feel as smart as he normally is. It just kind of felt like, I know he said, you know, punching down, but it kind of felt like that's what he was doing. It was like it didn't, it felt more sophomoric in a way, but like, I, I guess I, I,
0: I didn't, I didn't get that. And, and with the, the offense thing is crazy that like you were saying, you could find um, anywhere or anybody be offended. Like, it's crazy that nobody had the issue with like his first joke about him being like allegedly molested yes. by a pre like, <laughs> But you, you see what I'm saying? Like yeah, people yeah, are kind you, of picking, picking Like he's talking about like his, like child molestation, like uh, that's not a problem with all the other stuff. It's like,
1: what? Well, I know that like family guy had that problem for a while where it was like, I think it was Jewish people were like trying to boycott family guy and people were like, "Have you not watched Family Guy? Like, they literally offend every single, like everybody. Like, no matter what you stand for, no matter what side you're on, they're going to say something. That's like a, that's like trying to boycott South Park. Like South, you know? Do you have you watched South Park? Do you know what South doing Park over is there?
0: hilarious." <laughs>
1: Yeah, I mean, I, I don't watch South Park. I just... I, watched
0: South Park. It is I, the funniest I, I know, <laughs> show I've ever seen. That shit is ridiculous.
1: But the thing is, it's like, I know what it is. Like, you're not going to, like... If someone's just to pull up a clip of South Park and it's saying something offensive about black people, like, I'm not going to be super upset about it because I, even though I don't watch South Park, I know South Park crosses some lines. Like they, But they cross the line everywhere. Like, there, there is no line in South Park. Like, everybody gets it, like... They make fun of handicapped people. Like once once you're doing that, then it, like all bets are off. Like you can't stand as one group and be like, I'm offended. Get rid of this show. Like, no, everybody's offended. That's the point of the show.
0: Well, but that's, and that's kind of, kind of doubling back to what Dave Chappelle was trying to articulate is that he's kind of saying like, Hey, and I'm reading about the baby joke could have been done a little bit better, but he's essentially saying the same thing. Like with the Jewish community being mad about South park, it's kind of like, hey, y'all are cashing these jokes. Black people are catching these jokes. White people are catching these jokes. I could see if it was like focused, right? And I think Chappelle. I didn't watch Sticks and Stones yet. I someone just flew under the radar for me. But it it seemed like he was building up to this this final point. And I think he. And I have. I have to go back and listen to Sticks and Stones. But I, I think that he made made his point. Like, hey, this is what I'm trying to convey. That yo, like with his joke about the, the large white gay gentleman at the bar pretty much like trying to say like, yo, we're both minorities, but as a white member of the LGBTQ community, you're going to call the cops on a a black person knowing damn well, what potentially could happen. And he was like, Hey, a gay black person when I do that, because they're still black. Right. So I could kind of see and again, maybe he could articulate it better, but he's, he's a comedian. It's not, he's not here to, to give you softballs. Like that's, that's his job. Like I, it wasn't like the worst grotesque, like not smart jokes, like everything kind of had a point, everything tied together, a lot of callbacks. So I, I kind of get what, what he was saying. And again, I'll probably watch it again, but it's like, yo, know, like, and, and I, I do have some friends there in the LGBTQ plus community and like, he was saying, you know, the girl was allegedly saying like, yo, I just want you to respect my experience, respect me as a human being. And me, like, it's, it's one of those things where like, hey. They want to be one of the guys, one of the gals, too. And with the jokes it's like, hey. Like Chappelle said, he doesn't want to make these jokes until he's sure that everybody's laughing together. And for me. I don't have the level of comfortability to make any type of jokes like that. And I'm very overly like I guess protective of people say, you know, homophobic things even though they may want to laugh at that stuff. I'm not that that's not where I'm at in my journey, right? To me everything is offensive like, yo, don't talk like that. But they're like, yo, like chill, that, that was actually funny. Right? So it's it's a weird line to draw, you know what I'm saying? You want them to be equal you want all people to be equal, but if, if you're going to be equal, you have to catch these jokes just like the rest of us if that makes sense so
1: yeah and i i, I saw in the in the chat that uh that Ga boy I, I agree with him. he said that was my only issue. He said the baby killed someone like he just killed them and didn't say it wasn't self defense and and that's kind of an issue there that's something that someone who doesn't know about the baby will use and prop up. It's like, hey, you know you got your this rapper that you're listening to he killed a guy, and you guys are still out here listening to him. It's like, no, he didn't just murder somebody. It wasn't self-defense. And, and I, I guess to kind of, not to wrap up, but my last thing on this was like people, and I, Chappelle was saying that, you know, why is it that the LGBTQ movement has kind of progressed further as far as getting results and getting things changed as opposed to the black movement? You know, it, it feels like we're, we've kind of been stagnant a little bit and we're not getting as much progress as they are. And you can kind of look at the John Gruden thing where it's like, you know, the emails about black people came out and he was able to keep his job. But then, the, you know, emails about uh, uh, gay people came out and he quit. You know, people are like, well, why is it that gay people are getting more progress as opposed to black people? And for me, it just seems like we're not unified. You know what I'm saying? Like, we don't look at the LGBTQ, LGBTQ community as black people, like the black gay and lesbian people we don't treat them the same we don't embrace them we're just like all right y'all are black but you're also gay so stay away from me you know like we don't embrace them we shun them also so i i think that's kind of an issue that we have
0: yeah uh, there definitely needs to be more intersectionality like it doesn't have to be one or the other like you can be gay and be black but i think we're get- i think we're getting better i think the old guard in the black community is a little bit different than, than what's going on nowadays. But definitely if you haven't seen the, uh, the special watch it, check it out. Let us know what you think. Um, So we'll, we'll go into real quick. Uh, Marcus, tell us about your, your, your recent concert extravaganzas. Finally okay. We'll
1: <laughs> yeah. I've been kind of out while not wild, but out in the streets a little bit, went to uh, Orlando Saw J. Cole in concert, self-proclaimed legend J. Cole. Um, pretty good concert. The only issue that I had was that he started almost three hours late because he had to have this massive setup that came along with his set. And for me, honestly, I tried to think of the biggest artists and the biggest names that I have seen in concert. And I what comes to mind is Beyonce, Kanye West, are probably the two biggest artists that I've ever seen in concert live. Beyonce started on time and she had a very big, like, setup, you know, stage set, way bigger than whatever J. Cole had. And uh, Kanye West was late, but he did, also didn't have an opener. So I kind of expected a little bit more from J. Cole in that area. Like, how are you not prepared to start your shows on time with this setup? And the, the thing that kind of upset me was, like, it wasn't even that great of a setup. Like, we waited three hours for that um but anyway he, he's a great live performer uh i was kind of surprised a lot of his uh older songs got more of a pop from the crowd uh like his mixtapes mixtapes uh songs got a very large reaction um he performed workout which is like i thought we weren't doing that i thought you wrote a whole song like you let nas down so why are we doing that song i guess some cat them checks are still getting cash so i, I get it um but yeah it, it was cool like it, it, him starting late just really kind of threw off the whole evening for us because we wanted to go out afterwards. But everything in Orlando closes at two o'clock in the morning, and we didn't get out of the concert till like one thirty, even though we showed up at eight. So it was just like we couldn't do anything after that night. So it's just kind of kind of a disappointment. But uh, hopefully he gets that stuff back on track, and you know, like a, a lot of and. and I think after our show, like, a couple of the shows got moved and a couple of dates got changed. So, like, I'm, I'm thankful that we only had to wait two and a half hours and didn't have to, like, try to rearrange some things and come back the next day or come back a week later because that would have sucked. But uh irregardless, fun show, great performer. Love seeing uh, J. Cole. Uh, what else? Now nah, I, uh, I went to Atlanta recently to see uh, Emotional Oranges. Uh, they're a pretty cool uh, R&B group. They played in a smaller venue. They, they played in the same venue that I saw uh, Rhapsody in last year or two years ago, right before uh, COVID hit. So that was good to get back there. Um, I was actually supposed to link up with some people from uh, DBNR uh, from Atlanta, so we're not going to talk about that and how they flaked out on me. We're not going to really need to bring that up. Uh, but one thing I did do at the emotional oranges concert they had a uh, a thing where you could pay for like a vip uh, backstage meet and greet thing but even with that purchase like they tell you like hey you can come back here and meet them but you can't take any pictures and i was kind of on the fence on if i wanted to do it or not like i'm like i like their music but i'm not like a super huge fan but i still feel like i'd like a picture like i'm like wow, i can't i can't like flick it up one time for the gram or nothing like that. But uh I think they're just doing that whole like, you know, uh mysterious, not trying to be super huge on social media. So I understood that. So um that wasn't that big of a deal. But uh they put on a good live show. Um Atlanta always is uh is nice to me, so I, I can't complain there. Even though uh the people that I thought were, I was gonna hang out with uh, decided not to, which is it's fine. I'm not I'm not I'm not butthurt about it. I'm not, uh, I'm not in my feelings about it or anything. It's not like, you know, I was in the same area in your vicinity. And you didn't want to hang out. But eh, no worries. Everything's fine.
0: I mean, their low-key might have been a hit out for you, so that might have been good. Like, people, Jeff has told me some wild stories, and I've told them before. Like, literally the only people in Atlanta I will link up with whenever I decide to make my grand return there. It's probably like Jeff, Jalen, Josh.
1: Oh, I should have hit up Jalen. Damn it. I thought yeah. he lives. In, I didn't know he lived in Atlanta.
0: Yeah, he lives in Atlanta. Damn it. Yeah, like the people I'm in my group chat, but like I've heard stories of guns being pulled. Like, I'm good. Like y'all y'all are reckless on Twitter, so I know you're reckless in real life. Like I don't have, I don't have any time for that.
1: <laughs> yeah, I don't, I don't think I want that. I don't want any of that smoke either. So uh yeah, and I'm I, what I'm honestly what I'm waiting on, uh, Drake. Uh, what what are we waiting on, bro? What are we waiting for? Like, we are gonna drop these tour tickets or what? Like, this album's been out for like what two or three months now. Can we get some tour dates? Trying to trying to trying to see this show.
0: Let's, let's make this happen here. I mean, yeah, I guess. I want to okay. hear. I
1: want to hear. I want to hear "Way Too Sexy" live. I want to hear that.
0: I, I saw. Was... I think I saw him do it somewhere, but it didn't sound great. I mean, I, I'd <laughs> rather, I'd much rather hear his older, older songs. <laughs> well, yeah,
1: that. Well, that's what I do want to hear. I want to hear a lot of those. Like, I guess I want to hear the hits. Like, play the hits. Like, I don't know how much, how many songs off a of certified lover Boy are getting played on tour, but you play the hits. Like, I'm here for the hits. Let's do that.
0: Yeah, yeah, I, I get that so and, and kind of tying in with Drake, I feel like he's had a run in with this this uh this young uh this young lady uh i don't I don't know exactly what she does, but she'd be on the timeline uh Miss Brittany Renner, oh god <laughs> and again I, I think she she wrote a book I was actually gonna buy it, and I was like, you know what no. I'm good <laughs> it's not for I, you <laughs> I like the cover, but that's about it but um yeah. She caused a, a bit of a, a disturbance in the Twitter force, uh, in in the Twitter sphere. And and if somebody on Twitter or listen to this podcast, can you please like DM me and let me know what she does? Like what, like what does she do for a living? Like how does she earn money? Like
1: well, I knew she she used to be like a fitness IG model type deal. Like she put out workouts to get your butt bigger and stuff like that. Like that's what that was her claim to fame at, at the beginning of like it was kinda when Instagram was first like getting popping, I guess. But yeah, that's what she used to do. I don't know what she Well What she does is she g- garners attention. And everybody we're all falling for it. I mean, she does this thing where it's like, hey, I'm at this college hydration. Well, well, it's
0: not it's not let's not bear the weeds. Let's not bear the All right. All right, so as Marcus just, just said, ruining the buildup, um, she put out a tweet saying, Hey, Jackson State, hide your sons with a emoji with a tongue sticking out. And boy, oh boy, Twitter was upset. Twitter was upset, but they were also lying at the same time. Um, <clears throat> let's go to the so quote tweets. Lying. She got packed up. Um, well, somebody kept it real. They said, when do you come to LSU? <laughs>
1: <laughs> exactly. They, hold on. They keep on saying like things like... Uh,
0: this you know, is so he, scary. You're weird. You're a grown-ass woman. Guess who else is grown? College students. Yes,
1: college students. There are so many niggas that's like, where are you at? I'm trying to link up. Link, location, drop a pin.' anything. People are like,
0: they're like, oh, I say some shit like this. They're going to try to lock me up. Um, Somebody says shit like Cat in a Hat. I can <laughs> see it. I can see it. Uh, somebody said, my crib next. I mean, my campus next.
1: <laughs> hey,
0: I'm <laughs> <This> telling you. <laughs> is real life, this is a real-life pedo, real, real weirdo behavior. No, that's not how that works. Nah, like, not bad. There's, <laughs> there's adults. Co- college students are, are I, I, I
1: I guarantee you, if she would have came to my college when I was 21, I'm pulling up. I'm like, hey, I got class tomorrow. No, I'm trying to find Brittany Ritter tonight just like everybody else that was there at that college. There was no guy at that college that was like, "You know, I'm not going to go out. There's a predator out there. There's a <laughs> I'm going to go out there and be a victim of Britney Ritter. I'm going to stay inside and lock my door." You think anybody was doing that? No.
0: They gonna was gonna out go there home trying and... to get after that. I'm go home and put on my chastity belt. Just <laughs> 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 the case. I mean, She's in, in range of my groin. She's in the crawl-
1: let me call my prayer warrior to, to, to help protect me from the, from the claws of Britney Renner. Like, no, like, she knows what she's doing. She knows the reaction she's going to get from people on Twitter. And we're falling for it every week. Like, every week. Like, Britney Renner isn't new. Like, this, the idea of, of what she does and who she is is not a new concept. She's a woman with money and a lot of uh, a big following and a lot of clout. A lot of guys are gonna to want to try to be with her. A lot of like, we know the deal. Like, and people look at her, her baby daddy was a uh, an NBA player. PJ and are Tucker. Like, yeah, PJ Tucker, Tucker, not PJ Tucker. Who is it?
0: it was PJ Tucker.
1: Nah, PJ Tucker, not from. Maybe there's two PJ Tuckers because the PJ Tucker I'm thinking about plays. He played for the Bucks last year. He plays for the Heat now. Maybe, Stop. maybe there's two PJ Tuckers. Give me look. Yeah. Either way, that guy is not a victim.
0: Like, I'm sorry, P.J. Washington.
1: P.J. Washington, yeah. That guy's not a victim. He knew who Brittany Renner was. He knew what time it was. He got played. If you want to say he got played, yes.
0: No, no, no. He played himself. Yes. <laughs> he <laughs> knew what it he, was when he signed he, up, man. Yeah, like, he
1: knew what he was getting into. Like, how did? How do you think he met Brittany Renner? He's probably slender her DMs on Instagram. Like, what are we doing here, man? That's like that's like calling someone a victim in t- in two thousand eleven that got cat stacks pregnant like we knew what it was with cat stacks if you got if you get cat stacks pregnant, I'm not feeling sorry for you you knew what time it was bro like come on, man, what are we doing here? what are so, we
0: doing so and again this this ties back to what uh Dave Chappelle said like Twitter's not a real place like all these people are just slam dunking on Twitter for retweets, but like they're not. Same with the the Chappelle standup. I'm not really listening to, or actually like looking for context or like what she she's saying. You know what I'm saying? Like she's going to a college. Like there's, she didn't go to a middle school or a high school. Like there's college kids trying to get it in. Like I don't I don't see the problem. And and with P J Washington, yeah, bro. Like, sorry, like that's not you, dog. Probably want to go uh, to the free clinic and get that checked out as well.
1: But you you know who else was doing stuff like this? Tiana Trump. She does stuff like this all the time. No one's looking at her like, oh, there's a predator on your campus. Watch out for Tiana Trump, professional porn star. No one's doing that with her.
0: There's a dude on my timeline that paid. I think I retweeted you to his page, but he paid to get a photo with her. And, and, and speaking of uh, Tiana Trump her and bringing Renner pump fake like they were about to drop oh like, God. a video and i didn't hear none of that brother talk that I heard <laughs> <at> the about <laughs>
1: Everybody was like drop the link we want to see we're trying to watch blah 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 like niggas is just horny like stop thinking with your dick think with your brain one time like jesus like it, you gotta know better man you gotta know better i i i You got to know better than that, man. Like, she's a well-known... I'm not saying, like, just because you have a lot of followers and you post sexy pictures on Instagram, that doesn't make you less than a person. That doesn't mean you're, like, some sort of, you know, whore or anything like that. But if you look at the content she was posting and some of the things that she was saying, it's like you kind of got to see the writing on the wall there. Like, you got to know what time it is.
0: So, from an article in... Oh, wow. So... There's an article from 2018, Totalsports.com. The title is, "Britney Renner says she had to study porn star Tiana Trump to properly give Ben Simmons Felicio. Yikes. Yikes.
1: Ben Simmons, huh? Oh, good friend.
0: him. Ben Simmons is out here, man. Ben is out here. He's out here putting up Hall of Fame numbers in the streets. <laughs> <laughs> I respect it. And, and then also... Mr. Washington, I guess in her in her book or somewhere uh, is the infamous story about uh, how Colin Kaepernick made her buy her own plane tickets to see him.
1: He knew what it was. <laughs> he knew what it was.
0: This is all public information. Like this is not. Nobody's hiding this. Like the game her. is to be sold, not told. Like, like I, I mean, she 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 looked good. Like she looked good. But I saw like a, a video with her next, like Megan Thee Stallion. Terrifying. Yeah. Megan Stallion is an animal.
1: So Megan Stallion is a real woman. <laughs> <Jesus> <laughs> like, I was like, wow. Brittany Renner looks like a child.
0: Yeah. <laughs> what's yeah. going on
1: here?
0: Yeah, that was that was that was crazy. So yeah, man, like get your get your fr- your fake uh outrage tweets off. It's not not that serious, guys. Guys and girls, but and, you know. and
1: I'm not I'm not sure what the age gap like, what's the age gap between PJ Washington and Brittany Renner? It's like five years, six years. 10 years, like I, I don't know because that I,
0: tells me, let's see, PJ Washington is two, two, he's 23. Hold Brittany uh, he's 30,
1: right? Or 29?
0: 29. Well, she's yeah, from Mississippi. A, wow, never so have to, hey, expected.
1: Hey, got it out the mud, definitely got it out. I would
0: have expected that.
1: I, I just don't, I just don't view that as like some sort of like serious big time age gap where it's just like, oh, well, he just didn't know what was happening. Like, I, I I don't know. Like I just don't see it. Like you're both in your twenties. Like I, I, I don't know. It's the thing that's been it'd be one thing if like they got together, like got married when he was like underage, but like I don't know. Yeah, and And even yeah. then it's like you're if you're seventeen, like you know what Britney Renner is about. Like you but why did you get with Britney Renner? Did you get with her for her personality? Did you get with her because you thought she was a nice person and you wanted to get to know her and, like, get to get to know what she thinks, how she feels about the world, her so political views?
0: Chan is saying that she groomed him from 17 and I, I, I don't have any information on that. If, if she did, that's that's crazy but that that tells me that Mr. Washington has like no friends or no support Zero. system if that were allowed to happen like the players in the locker room said them like as soon as they heard about this they they should have been like yeah bro that's not it like it seems like he wasn't really if i had to if i had to guess he wasn't willing to take other people's advice because nba players they they got the ones they call they know the ones that that have the nda sign where you can get what you need to get and there's not going to be you no know, 18 years of child support you know what i'm saying like nah, P- 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 wow. PJ,
1: PJ knew where he, PJ knew his status as an NBA player. And he's like, okay, I might not be up there like that, but everybody knows who's, who Brittany Renner is. This is going to put my name out there. This is going to make me somebody. This is going to help me. This is going to help my brand. Like it was, I think there was some mutual things going on where it's like, this is going to help us both. Cause now we're, now we're talking about PJ Washington. If he was with, if this, if, this same exact thing happens to pj washington and and instead of britney renner it's kelly renner some other random instagram woman we're not talking about this we're not looking at him as like oh i feel so bad for him because this happens all the time with people with money all the time like once a week someone gets played it happens like don't try to make britney renner out to be this like monster people have been doing this for decades like this isn't new she found a she found a, a a honey pot and licked it dry. She
0: found her. A she mark. She found the
1: lick. She found the mark.
0: Yeah. I mean, you know, you have to have you, you gotta understand the birds and the bees, you know. When a man and a woman love each other, ah. you know ah. <laughs> did, did nobody have that talk with him? Like, bro, like <laughs> dog, like groom, uh. groom, groomed or not, like dog, you, you know what happens <laughs> when you mix them juices up. <laughs> Exactly. You, you get it. You get an 18 year bill. That's what you get. So, but God Actually, bless. Man. But I mean, oh, wow. Sorry, Shan. I didn't mean to discuss, discuss you. <laughs> I'm just saying like. This yeah. is some, this isn't abnormal, though. It's, it's really not.
1: Like I said, if an NBA player got uh, some other Instagram model pregnant that only had 500,000 followers as opposed to however many Brittany Renner has. We're not talking about it. It's not a story. It's because of who she is and what she does online and her online presence that makes her a topic. But this kind of stuff happens all the time. Like a, a, a famous person, you know, coming up on some money and then getting some model fame. Like we used to call them groupies. Like they're not groupies anymore. They're Instagram models. Like it. this is what it is now. Now it's more in your face. Cause like back in the day, you know, you didn't know who the groupies were. They just were, you know, they show up at the hotel or just be backstage somewhere. Now the Instagram models posting, like, hey, I'm here in your city. Oh, I'm at the game. Oh, I'm backstage. Oh, I'm at the hotel. Oh, now I'm pregnant. Like, now I'm posting stuff on it. Like, now it's more in your face, but this stuff isn't new. This, it's really not. You don't think someone was trying to get with LeBron James when he was coming out of high school? You don't think they tried him? They or LeBron anybody, had, LeBron any LeBron like Dwight, team. like what? How like? And maybe I should look this up. How old do you think Dwight Howard was when he had his first of eight kids that he has? Like it happens a lot.
0: Yeah. Well, I mean, hopefully, uh, no young adult men at college who can make their own decisions were victimized. But yeah. Uh, anywho, that's all we have. Yeah. Just uh. Real quick, I, I feel like that had anybody... Man, you know what? Fuck Aaron Rodgers. I'm doubling down. Pray, like, re- repent. Uh, repent. I'm, not re- I'm not repenting for anything. Hey, all
1: I want to know, all I want to say is being, when you called him an overrated, washed-up diva, he's done nothing but win. That's all he's done is win. I don't Live think I said he
0: was overrated. I just said he was a diva. I'm pretty sure that that was uh Lowski But I'm just saying, like, ESPN got a story talking about vintage Aaron Rodgers turns into unfiltered Aaron Rodgers. Repent. Like, (laughs) if anybody else does that, eh, I hate to do this. There we go. If that's Cameron Newton (laughs) doing the same thing, talking about he owns a team, cussing and acting a fool, this is a completely different story. Oh, he's a thug. This is not how we played the game. We need to respect other players. Like, come on, man. Like, it's right in front of our faces right in front of our faces. Hashtag and racism. Right, right here. The same I want to see those emails. <laughs> the same tropes. <laughs> the whole thing they're doing. Passion Mahomes, like, oh, y'all should have seen them tweets, man. Like, oh, they figured out Passion Mahomes. Oh, Passion Mahomes is bad. I saw somebody tweet out that, <sighs> my God. Hold, let me read the tweet verbatim. And and this is why, and Dave Chappelle, I, and this runs my head all the time now. Twitter is not a real place. Somebody tweeted out tweeted out early in the game when Mahomes was struggling. Y'all said Mahomes was better than Matt Ryan. What is wrong with y'all? That that's (laughs) not y'all. That's not seriously. (laughs) What is y'all's problem? and and there was also somebody tweeted a couple of weeks ago that, oh, the Falcons and the Chiefs have the same record. I'm just like, Shut the fuck up. <laughs> oh, my my fuck. oh, my God, man, like y'all, y'all make me hate this team so much, so much. And he came back and did what Patrick Mahomes does. But it's the same trope, same with Lamar Jackson. Like every time Lamar Jackson wins a game, I'm, I'm going to retweet that terrible ESPN tweet that said that, like, oh, Jalen Hurts has more 300-yard passing games than than Lamar Jackson.
1: Well, yeah, the thing with Lamar Jackson, like, at the beginning of the season, there was this big narrative going around, like, oh, I think maybe the NFL has figured out Lamar Jackson. They kind of know uh, what it is that he's good at and what he's not good at. And all he's done is just come out and ball out, like, even against my team. Like, my team was up 19 on him. And he put on, like, a, you know, they're, they're not going to talk about it. But like we were down to like our fourth string cornerback starting out there, and he lit us out he lit us up. But even when we were ahead and we were dominating that game, there was a small part of me that was like, "Damn, they're gonna kill Lamar Jackson." Because this was on Monday night, so everybody's watching, and everybody was gonna talk about it on Tuesday if we would have held on to that game. And I was like, "Damn, man, I kind of feel bad." But then he started, you know, coming back on us, and yeah, it sucked to lose like that and blow a nineteen point lead, but. Like, I think around Thursday, I was like, yeah, like, y'all need to suck it. Y'all need to repent. Y'all need to apologize to Lamar Jackson because y'all have not figured this guy out. He's still an elite quarterback. He's still a top-five quarterback. And you guys aren't just going to just figure him out right now. Like, he's figured you guys out. You guys have no answers for this guy. And you guys need to stop doing this whole, well, the NFL is going to figure him out, and you can't last long playing that style of – of quarterback and all this other stuff like nah man sit back and appreciate greatness and that's that's what i had to do like it took me a while to get over that loss but the fact that he was able to kind of shut up a lot of critics by beating us with his arm which is something that he does often i I was i was happy for him i was happy for him and the in the the progress that when he makes progress other black players other black quarterbacks specifically are able to make progress quarterbacks that play his style like him and uh, Kyler Murray and Justin Fields, like I'm rooting for these guys to play well. Like I want Cam Newton back in the league. I want someone to go out here and like win a Super Bowl with that style, being able to be a quote unquote running quarterback. No, he's a quarterback that can run. Like, don't disrespect that man's arm.
0: Hashtag and racism. Anywho, appreciate you guys jumping the chat. Chan, that boy Ga, King Quest. Appreciate the support. Definitely uh, drop a review on Apple Podcasts if you haven't. Uh, see you in here, Jazz, as well. Uh, definitely retweet the podcast. Support us. Subscribe. We're trying to bring a little bit more format to the podcast next week once we have the full crew back. Uh, we definitely look forward to you guys checking us out. This is KTSC Ave, where we don't do nothing. We just kick it, and we out. Peace.